Somebody save me from this show. Why are we doing this to ourselves? Ugh, I do not know. Hey guys, welcome to Talking at the Talon, Season 1, Episode 13. This episode is called Kinetic. I'm Bess. I'm Alex. And, uh... Yep. Yeah, so this episode is... Actually, I feel like we harp on a lot the fact that they, like, don't tie everything together real well. This one was pretty well tied together. Pretty much everything in this episode was tied together. Yeah, the Talon stuff with Lana... Mostly was the thing that was kind of left out. Yeah, but that was, like, um, an ongoing right. plot that didn't feel super, There wasn't like, a ton of it. They said some other scenes there. Right. Um, I also feel like, as much as, like, the main plot of this episode didn't make sense in a lot of places, like, there were a lot of good individual, like, little bits of dialogue and stuff. Yeah, I agree. Like, I there agree. there was a lot of good, like... Just, like, people, like, seeming like characters and, like, nice moments where they were, like, bouncing off of each other a little bit. Yeah, there was a lot of good character interaction this episode. That said, there was a lot of extra ludicrous things, even by smaller standards. Yes. So, um, the plot of this episode, you want to... Yeah, so it starts with... Well, technically it started with the, like, thief gang... So there's this, like, thief gang. Right. Um, at least one of these characters had a name, but I don't remember any of them. Um, I just call them, so there are three of them, and I just call them Lorne, because it's the right. guy who played- The main dude is the the uh, guy who played Lorne, who was a side character on SGA. On SGA, so Stargate if you were- Stargate Atlantis, in case you don't yes, know. Yes, so uh, if you were in Stargate Atlantis fandom at all, and, like, Lorne was a pretty popular, like, fandom side character, so- the main guy was played by Lorne, and, um, so yeah, so I just call them Lorne, Beardy Guy, and Ratface. Sure. I mean, the, the, there was, so, mostly there was Lorne, who was the main guy, and then the other two, right, anyway. Right, so, One of them had a beard. Yeah. So he's Beardy Guy. The other one looked shifty. Ratface. Um, so basically, like, every scene that was, like, their thing was, like, had this, like, whatever, like pounding music in the background. Right. I don't know music genres, but, you know. Well, it was like, uh, yeah, no, I don't fucking know. I mean, like, rock, probably. Yeah, it was like a... But like, like, very early 2000s-y kind of Like, X-D-ish. hard rock. Right. Whatever. So, um... We Bordering on, like, metal. Right, but not, like, really metal, I no. don't think. Yeah, but so, like, th- them, like, sitting in a car, like, getting themselves pumped up to commit a crime. By, like, listening to... To their shitty music. Right. And, like, yelling nonsense. Yep. And then, um, there's this thing where, where Cla- or Chloe, I guess, is interviewing Lex and for some reason wants to film it with the camera. Right. So, like, Clark is setting up the, the Yeah, the thing, camcorder. Um, and is bad at that, apparently. Yep. Um, so yeah, Chloe, like, starts interviewing Lex, like, asking him if, the way, like, she she asks him if there are any other secret construction projects, like, level three. Yeah, is, like, he's definitely gonna tell yeah, you that, Chloe. I mean, like, like, on camera, absolutely. Maybe there's, I mean, I assume she, you know, I assume there's sort of a, like, 
point of she's just trying to get him to respond or right, something. Right. I don't think I mean, it's like, probably quite the approach she would really take, but No, but the I mean the other thing is that like so she is like, a high yeah, school student. Probably so whatever. sure. Yeah. Um But they don't really even have time to like do anything. I don't think he barely has time to respond to that. And then he gets a phone call and, and he... Well, he says like, no, and then they get interrupted. Yeah, right. So, like, he he goes away because he gets a phone call from Lionel, but then like, Chloe wanders off for an unspecified reason. I guess to snoop. Yeah. And then the, and, Clark follows after her. Well, and Clark is like, Chloe, why are you snooping? And she's like, Clark, it's a mansion. It was made for snooping. Which I'm not quite sure what that's supposed to mean, but... Okay. Sure. Um, I mean, I kind of understand what they were trying to say. I guess but... so. Um, but, like, so, while they're gone, the, like, uh, the thief dudes, like, show up and get into Lex's um, vault, I guess. Yes. And they are walking through walls, and, uh, yeah, so they, like, steal a bunch of stuff from the vault. Like, there's, like... I don't know, like well, there's like bases and shit, and and gold watches, watches and some currency. Yeah, yeah, and a bunch of cash, and then and then there is this floppy disk, right? Like one floppy disk, like a like a single, honest to god, floppy disk. I was so startled because, like, I mean, whatever. Like, this show came out in like two thousand one. Yeah, but that doesn't. But that was. That like I feel like it. By two thousand one, most people would be burning stuff onto CDRs. I would think so. I don't know. It's it's the technology in this episode feels like more outdated than I feel like it should for two thousand one. Yes. But like maybe also it's partly like we don't really. I mean, we weren't super. I I certainly wasn't super keyed into like a lot of technology stuff. I two thousand one. You were more. So. I definitely was. I absolutely was, and I am pretty sure. I mean, I do think a floppy disk is, like... That that was... Like, I mean... like, But, I mean, the thing is, like, I have a copy of a, a history project that I did with with someone that was on a floppy disk. Sure. Um, so it's sure. not like no one was using them. Oh, no, them. no, 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 no. But floppy like, disks were like still would be in like use in 2000. But, ten. no, well, that's what I mean, is that so. Luther Court is yeah. literally, like, a, like, they have, like, yeah. tech divisions and stuff, and Lex's stuff is supposed to all be all, like... Cutting edge, he wouldn't, he would not still be using floppy disks. People were still using floppy disks. I don't think Lex would have still been using floppy disks, and certainly not for a like, like classified, like secret, whatever, Um, whatever. Yeah. I just, yeah. Anyway, like, and then Chloe and Clark come back into the room when those guys are like leaving, um, and they, sort of attack them, and, like, Clark can't do anything about it because they've got, like, glowy kryptonite tattoos. Yeah, um, which are having the same effect on him that, like, kryptonite rocks kryptonite, do. Yeah, right. And then they, like, push Chloe, like, out a window. Which, which she like, falls at least two, we think, three yeah, stories? Yeah, I think maybe three stories. Um, and, and, like, falls flat on her back and yeah. comes out of it with a possibly broken a broken arm yeah. and possibly a mild concussion. Oh, like definitely and a that's concussion. It. Definitely a concussion. But yeah, yeah. Um 
Well, they say they want to, like, monitor they her. Say, they say she has a concussion. They want to monitor oh, her, okay. her for brain swelling. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. So, yeah. Then they're, yeah. Like, we, we see she's in the hospital. She's unconscious for a little while in this episode. But, yeah, she's got she's got a broken arm and a concussion. Yep. Um, so she spends the majority of this episode in the Smallville Medical Center. Right. And, yeah, there's this scene. And afterwards, Clark is, like, blaming himself for not being able to save her or whatever. Right. Which, like... She has a great response too. Well, like I, everyone, ha- like basically, like everyone has to have a turn at like telling Clark that that's dumb, right? Um, like, oh my god, kid, <laughs> your hero complex. Like, chill, please. Yeah. Like, take, um, take a chill pill. But yeah, and like Lex is, like, tells Clark that he he didn't report anything to the police, right? And that like he will find out who did this, and like. What does he say? They will be dealt with accordingly. Yeah. Which Clark is like, uh. uh which, fair enough, that's <laughs> yeah. the correct response. <laughs> yeah. Um. But then, yeah, like, uh, Clark investigates by going to the savings and loan. Well, Clark, so Peach shows up twice in this episode. The first time, he's, like, with Clark when Clark is like, I'm going to go find out what's happening by visiting the savings and loan, which, um, Lex said that they tried unsuccessfully right, they, to rob, but they right, set off an it, alarm yeah. inside the vault. Yep. Um, and, like, I feel like if I were Pete, I'd be pretty confused by what happened there, because they just went and stood outside the building. Right. And then, like, Clark... Because Clark used his x-ray vision to see that, like, right. one of the guy's arms was still, like, in the stuck wall. In, yeah, it was stuck inside the, like, interior wall of the vault. Um, like, the door. So, yeah, but, like, yeah, if I was Pete, I'd, like, they just end the scene there. But right. if I was Pete, I'd be, like, Clark would presumably be, like, well, okay, got what I needed, and Pete would be, like, What uh, the hell, bro? We just, like, looked at the exterior. Right, like, how the <laughs> fuck did that help? Um, but whatever, Pete doesn't Pete, it's Pete. Into nope, they more. He shows liter- up again to be, like, to, basically to get Chloe in the loop. Right, um, right. But, yeah, so then, like, the, 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 the... Lauren and them are talking about, like, the thing they found on that disc, which is, like, super confusing. Oh Um, my god. Oh, so we had so many questions about this. Like, so many questions. Yeah, because, like, they, they show them, like, it looks like they're on, like... A part of like it's it's like a login portal like a for login like a page back door right into the Luther, Luther Core like intranet or internet or something yeah the the yeah the Luther Core intranet right with um like so, business records and stuff right so like why one <laughs> do you know what the capacity of a floppy disk is this is the other thing why this would yeah. clearly be on a CDR if it existed which it uh, it wouldn't but. The capacity of a floppy disk, I said when we were watching, I was like, I think it's around three megabytes. I remembered incorrectly. It is less than one and a half megabytes. That is the capacity of a standard floppy (laughs) disk. One and a half megabytes. No. No. I mean, no. Well, so, I guess it could have just been a link to that page. <laughs> then why did you store it <laughs> no, on a fucking floppy disk? Why would you put it on a floppy disk? And apparently, because they say, they say also, like, they somehow figured out from this floppy disk that right. Lex is stealing money from Luther Court. Yeah, he's siphoning he's, money from his dad in order to... And that he's planning to buy a particle accelerator. <gasps> oh, like, I have so many questions. Right, like, first of all, like, did that floppy disk have, like, 
evidence. Like, first of all, the Zephopidus not only have evidence of him stealing money somehow, but also, like, here is my plan of what to do with this money. Why? A particle accelerator. No. Or, like, what? No. Also, why does he want a particle accelerator? <laughs> There's just... And, and, and if he actually had, like, actual back like evidence of like paper trail yeah. essentially of this why how what if he had if he was doing this right. and which why why did why does he want a particle right. accelerator why does he want to do this in the first place that's question number one and if he in fact kept a kept a paper trail of it which why would he do that number two then three how did he manage to store it on this single floppy disk and why and four how did these guys figure that out from this floppy disk like oh. there's just so many layers of what the fuck and i could get into sub points on every single one of those things no like, and it's like it's like i feel so i feel like i'm gonna be very confused when i get to the like evilness rating because like i i guess in this episode he's he's stealing money but i kind of don't believe fully that that's happening because everything so about confusing. how everything about how it's presented is so ridiculous and implausible that it's hard to take seriously yeah, in any way I'm just like i don't i don't understand the, why, what the significance is of the particle accelerator at this point, why he would want one, whether that is supposed to mean something. I mean, were they trying to tie into larger, like, DC stuff? I don't even see how that would... I mean, particle ac- a particle accelerator is not really a thing, as far as I know, that you can do a lot of, like, practical stuff with. No, I mean, it's like... For theoretical right, physics. Right, it's not. Right profitable. No. Which, <laughs> does Lex want to do some mad science stuff? Like, I don't, and if, if they're trying to suggest that they need to, like, give you something more than he wants a particle accelerator. Right, because like, the thing is, like, this Lex isn't even a mad scientist. The no, way he's a business guy, mostly. Like, right. he gets wrapped up in trying to, trying to unravel mysteries with science, but he's not personally a scientist. No, he pays scientists in this, in and this I, version of Lex. Right. It does not just want science equipment to fuck around with himself. Right, and at this point we have no idea of any kind of actual use he would have for a particle Right, it just, it just doesn't make any sense. So, I don't know. And I mean, we could get further into all the other points that I brought up. No, but which, like, this like, is like, I don't know, for me, this No, is like, I understand that why you care about, but like, it I just, mean, also like, I expect a certain amount of like, like, the writers don't understand technology. Like, it kind of goes along have with the Have the writers like, never used a floppy disk? Whatever. But it kind of goes along with the technobabble and stuff, where that's like, a sort of technical aspect. Sure. But like, I'm kind of generally tend to be willing to forgive that if, like, the character stuff makes sense. Right. But, like, the, but character, the character stuff, stuff does doesn't not make, make sense. sense. Right, right. So. Nope, this is, this entire part of it was just a failure on, like, literally every possible level. But yeah, so these guys show up at, at Lex's and, like, blackmail him and say that they're gonna, like, put this online, uh, whatever they Oh, is. and the existence of this floppy disk, by the way, is why Lex is is right. not reporting Which also his goods make sense, stolen because he could report everything else stolen. Right, there was a ton of shit that got stolen. Exactly. Like, why on earth would you not just like leave the floppy disk out of the report? Yeah, and report know. all of your valuable antiques and jewelry and cash, dude. If you're storing cash in a safe like that, usually they keep lists yeah. of serial numbers somewhere, and then they could happen. track them down when they try to spend the cash with the serial numbers. Like, 
come on! Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Um, but, no. Like, apparently... I guess maybe he doesn't want the police involved at all and wants to, like, track them down by themselves entirely. I guess. But, like, he doesn't do anything. No, like, he, doesn't... he doesn't end up tracking them down in any way at all. Right, so... exactly. Like, I mean, they come to him first, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, um, but, like, I don't know. Really... He spends a couple phone calls yelling at what are, like, supposedly the, like, yeah. as private security firms. Like, <laughs> which, like... <laughs> Lex is... He has security. Lol. Yeah. Lol. I mean, it it hasn't actually come up that much that like how awful his security. But they're is, really but, like, awful. going forward. That's going to be a thing. Really, really awful. Slash, like dubiously existent. I would <laughs> well, say. I mean, like highly, highly incompetent. Yes. No, but I mean, like to the extent that like mostly they just kind of don't show up. And right. People just wander in. Right. Um, but yeah, so the, these guys try and, like, blackmail him. They say they want, like, a million dollars or something in cash. I yeah, think. it's a million. Um, yep, a million in cash. And, like, I actually think it's kind of cool, like, watching those scenes where he's interacting with them, how, like, actually, like, freaked out and scared he is. Yeah. Because I think, like, over the course of the show, like, stuff like that happens in season, like, constantly over the course of, like, the seasons. But, like, when you get to, like, season six, he often looks kind of, like, bored. What the fuck? Like, like, like bored and irritated, kind yeah. of. Whereas here he is, like, actually scared, which makes sense. Right. Like, well, here he's a 21-year-old noob at it. Right. Whereas in season like, six, he's, he's like a... You know, right? Like twenty six year old, like you know, old hat, like oh, right. this again. Right. Well, exactly. if I must, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, but yeah, um, I mean, though, totally. Like he's kind of like trying very hard in this episode to be like, ooh, I can deal with people, ooh, but like right. it doesn't quite like it's sort of a facade that is not very convincing, right? In a lot of ways, right? No, you're right too that this is like as much as, like, Clark is obviously still a baby here, like, Lex is kind of still a baby here, too. Yeah, right. Like, he's pretty young. He hasn't really dealt with this kind of stuff very much, I think we're supposed to, you know, I think we could, we could, we could assume. He's 21. No, I mean, like, that's that's so young. He's still a baby? Yeah. I have friends who are 21, and I'm like, you're a baby. Like, (laughs) and he's, right, like, he's had a certain amount of, like, life experience that a lot of people at 21 wouldn't have had. Right, but... like, not but, necessarily, you know... No, but that doesn't mean right. that he necessarily has experience with this No, I think he mostly doesn't. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I like that you can actually kind of see that, like, progression. Yeah. Um, no, that's a really good point I hadn't thought about. Which that. I don't... I would imagine that that's sort of just, like, acting choices and not, like, right, direction right. in any way, but... Lol. Um direction. Lol. But yeah, anyway, so these guys are talking about how, like, the kryptonite tattoos get, like, less and less effective, I guess, the more they get. And they only last a certain amount of time. So they can go through while... They can go through stuff, like, right after they've had the tattoo. Right. But only for a certain amount of time. And they're getting less effective. So they're talking about how they need to, like, bring in, like, new blood. Which, I'm not clear on how that helps except for the new blood can go through walls and yeah. stuff for longer, but... Because the thing is, like, everything that they do... So they get Whitney. They, like, recruit Whitney. Right. But, like, everything they do with Whitney, they're all doing together. So right. they still well, that's, are, like, that's my point, is, like, their own limitations. Right. So I'm not clear on how that actually helps I mean, I guess much. if they were thinking, like, long-term, if they could have properly inducted him and, like, trained him in and then, like, sent him out to do stuff on his own. Sure. But, like, I guess. they have to... And th- at that point, they'd have to assume a lot of loyalty from him to not just, like, 
steal his own shit and then fuck off. Right, like, well, which presumably is why they were trying to, like, induct him so fast. But anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves, so... So yeah, Whitney's, like, they have some scenes in this episode establishing, like, Whitney's still dealing with, like, his, he's been too busy because of his dad, his dad being sick. And, and so he's, he's had to work at his family store, and he ends up losing his football scholarship, and he's totally understandably really upset about this, oh, because yeah. that was his way out of this podunk town. Right, so he's and, talking a lot about, like, how how much he hates Smallville. Yeah, and how he's like, never he going to be able to leave, and I'm like, I totally can relate oh, yeah. to that. That's, like, no, I mean, that's super all, reasonable. Like, that's a super shitty thing to be dealing with, on top of the fact, also, that your dad is, like, dying. Right, you know? right. Um, so, yeah, these dudes somehow, like, target him for, like, being recruited, because, like, at, uh, well, some of that they are also like yeah. So Lorne, yeah. So so he's talking about how he like he had his scholarship and he runs into these guys. So this right, kryptonite tattoo gang, um, at like his they're hanging out at his like family store that he's working at, which is like a hardware slash general store. It's kind of a general store, yeah. They yeah, have a lot of different stuff. Yeah, there. so they're hanging out there and like blah blah blah. And then, like, Lorne recognizes him and is like, oh, I saw you throw 300 against Topeka and, like, blah, blah, blah. And, um... Yeah, Lorne talks about how he... And talks about how he used to be he a had a scholarship athlete. and then got an injury and had the bunch yeah, of surgery. Yeah, he blew out his knee yeah. and his scholarship went away and, like, that sucked and blah, blah, blah. And, which, like, like, bonds with Whitney with that. Which is, like, yeah. yeah. No, and Clark also finds this out by looking up stuff in the ledger. So, like, they, they are local, right? Yeah. Uh, at least two of the three are local. Which, like... Makes I'm it... not sure if it's Beardy Dude or Ratface, yeah. who's the other one, who Clark says when he looks up in the ledger or whatever that, like, that, like, one of those two, like, got into dr- Also right. had a scholarship, but, like, got into drugs and right. lost it. Um, the third one, I don't know where they picked him up, but... Yeah. So, I mean, that makes it all the more weird that they're talking the entire time with this sort of semi... Brooklyn-y accent. I don't know what accent Lauren is putting on. The other two just seem to have pretty generic, like, Midwestern-y type accents, but... but some, I feel like it's like, he was like, I don't know, c- crime. It's like a criminal accent, sort of, you know? But it's like, yeah, it's sort of like a, li- a slight sort of, like, not for very like, good New Yorker kind yeah, of Yeah, it's aiming for, like, it's it ends up somewhere in, like, the range of, like, bad New York. Right. Like, as in, like, not actually a New York accent <laughs> right. at all, but, but like, like, I think, I think that's, that's what you were aiming for. You're trying for. But, yeah. No. Um, yeah. Lorne is generally, I feel like, doing a lot of, like, he's trying very hard, kind of. Well, the material he's right. given to work exactly. with is not great, and he's, he's like, trying. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm acting. Yeah. You know, in this way where it's like, I can, you know, I don't know what else you can do. Right. Right. It's, it comes right. off pretty silly. Right. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, so they, like, take Whitney to this, like, party they're having in their, I guess, like, warehouse, like, loft apartment thing, which is this, like, thing with, like, six TVs set up at, in one place. It and- looks like a, like, weird, like, after hours, like, sort of, like, actually what would, what would actually be a really expensive, but, like, aiming for, like, grungy-feeling, like, lounge kind of thing. Yeah. Like, like there's, like, like, a bunch of, like... There's, like, there's, like... Neon signs and and, and... and, like, graffiti on the walls and stuff, oh, yeah. but in, like, a, like, artsy way with, like, couches set up around yeah. and, like... Like, those, like... And there's, like, girls walking around with, like, trays of shots and stuff and, and there's, he, like, like... those electric things that you touch and Oh, they, yeah, the, uh, the, the, little, the plasma balls. And various other of those kind of things that you buy at, like, 
weird flashy stuff you buy at like party stores. Right. Um but yeah, it's kind of like ridiculously overdecorated. Right. No, and at one point like <laughs> Like, Lauren just, like, grabs a shot from this one girl and, like, does the shot and, like, takes, you know, yeah, takes like, the lime out of her mouth her. and, like, makes out with her, like, in front of Whitney. And Whitney's like, oh, you're so cool. Presumably. And that's what yes. his face is trying to say, yeah. I think. But yeah, so then they, like, take him back into this back room with, where they've got a tattoo chair and they're like, t- t- we'll tattoo you with this green glowing stuff. And First it's, like, one is free! Yeah. I mean, it's the, yeah, okay, the so this whole thing is, like, thing is like, like a drug. It's a really obvious Because they're also, metaphor. like, the way that they're super, like, hyped up right. when they commit crimes and everything is totally, like, some kind of high, obviously, or right. whatever. So they're, like, pulling him into their seedy drug crime world. Well, and, yeah, um, like, first one's free right, and, and all that and, kind of thing. you know, what you've got to taste, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um, but so, yeah, they tattoo him and then they're, like... Wandering on, down some. Liquor. We're like they're all drunk too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like sure. so. Right. I, I mean, Whitney. actually, the tattoos all look extremely neat. Like they're they're right. all very like regular lines and everything. Yeah. Uh, they're mostly just kind of weird looking abstract. Like yeah, I mean, they're things. just like line art. Yeah, but like, they're all they're all very well done in terms of like the lines being very regular and everything right. very, being very even, which, which seems unrealistic. Like, as somebody <laughs> who has who has watched many seasons of that that of noted trash show Ink Master, like that shit I mean, is harder hard. than you think. Yeah, that maybe those one of those that dude should you know go into business as a tattoo artist right? instead of doing whatever this is, right? Um, but yeah, so they're like wandering the streets, like under some underpass, and they're like push him out in front of a ch- of a of a, of a, of a semi truck, and they're yeah. yelling like "Be, be the, the truck. truck, be the truck, bro!" So and then like he, yeah, I guess, instinctually like goes whatever and like the phases go through, through the yeah. truck, yeah. Um. So, so yeah. yeah, and then like later, he's they have like this meetup scheduled with Lex where he's supposed to bring them the money, and they're supposed to give him the disc back, right? Right. And they have Whitney along for that, and it's, like, it feels like they didn't even, like, tell him what was going on at all. Yeah, like, pretty much, which, really? Which, like, first of all, like, yeah, like, I I feel like you, I mean, Whitney's, like, reluctant, because, like, Lex didn't bring the money. Right. Um, and, like, the dude, like, starts, like, choking him and stuff. Right. And, like, Whitney's, like... I'm not really down with this, which is, like, yeah, like, most people wouldn't be. Right. Like, also, like, Whitney, like, kind of knows Lex, and, like, Lex has been perfectly nice to him. Right. On several occasions, I feel like, so, like, yep. I, yeah, he wouldn't just be like, oh, you just do this, like, thing where you induct him by tattooing him and whatever, and then immediately be like, okay, let's go threaten to murder people. You right. down with this, bro? Right. Like, no, 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 really. no, I am not. No, um, I am not. I feel like they needed to, like... They needed a little more yeah. lead up to that. Like, I feel like if they were, like, if they were, like, okay, so, you like, it's totally unfair that you haven't got this scholarship. Right. Like, we go steal some money. No, and there's abs- money to do the thing. Exactly. And that would, like, work and that would make sense. Right. But, like, and, like, but they just... They just throw him straight into, like, nope. blackmail and murder threats. Yep. <laughs> and it's like, uh, yep. no. No, that's not the way you do that thing. <laughs> that is not the way, like, sloppy crime recruiting, bro. Like, yeah. come on. Uh, also, every time Lauren said bro in this episode, so Alex laughed a lot. I don't know. <laughs> saying bro is just so funny. I call you bro all the time. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. When it's supposed to be, like... 
anything that I'm taking seriously on a show, I'm kind of just like, okay. Because <laughs> I like, I was like, I would think that you would be a nerd by this point to to people I don't calling. Know. It's just like when it's supposed to be in the bro. middle of this like like threatening or whatever, you know, it doesn't. I don't know. He's not calling Lex. Well, he might have called Lex bro, but I feel he's... like, but I feel, I feel like he calls Whitney bro a couple times in the last scene where he's going to like murder him. I guess. I don't know. Whatever. I guess. Um. It's also just, like, their whole, like, ooh, we're dangerous criminals is so, like, over the top, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's true. It's ridiculous. Uh. But, yeah. So, anyway. So, they throw Whitney into the deep end. They take him along to, like... To that thing. To basically. the thing. Well, and they're in, like, a meat locker. Yeah. Um, and Clark has, like, followed Whitney because, like, he knows something's up and he's actually, like... Also, he told Lana. Yeah, so, he, he told, so Whitney confessed to Clark that he, he lost, lost his scholarship, scholarship, but apparently had not told Lana. And like so, Clark told Lana, and then they had this little like collusion about how worried they both were about him. Which why does Clark suddenly care about Whitney? Why is this happening? I mean, the whole thing is like weird. It's like, like Clo- like uh, Lana was talking about because the other thing that like happened with Lana was like she had said. At, like, she found out Lex was buying the talent and he was going to turn it into a parking garage. Mm-hmm. And she asked him not to, and then he was like, well, I can't really, like, keep this building around just because you've got, like, nice memories of it. Which, um, that's totally reasonable. No, I mean, that's fair. Um, and then she was, like, upset about that, and she was talking to Clark about that and the Whitney thing. And then she was like, well, my priority is, like, caring about Whitney. And Clark was like, let me care about that or something. And it's like, I know what he's saying. No, I know. he has, like, superpowers. But it's like, yeah, I will outsource my being a girlfriend to Whitney <laughs> to you. Like, what? Like the, like, the emotional weirdness. It's so, like, you know? It, like, here's the thing. It, like, almost makes me want to take that to, like, an OT3 place. Right. Except for except how for, I literally do not I ship know. any part of that OT3. It's like, except I for can't. I'm potentially interested in the dynamics of a Clark Whitney relationship, but not actually. Well, I'm, see, I'm like, I'm not even interested. I'm interested in the, like, it's occasional homoeroticism of Clark and Whitney right. in this show. I wouldn't want to read to think about them dating. That's right. extremely no. boring. I'm, well, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm like, I'm not actually interested in, like, any part of that OT3, except for the way that the writers have set up this episode, like, makes me... It just makes it, it like, feels... it gives this, like, super weird sort of OT3-ish, but, like, super confusing dynamic. Right. But, like, I'm sure that right. this is totally Well, not... it actually, it, like, kind of reminds me of just, uh, what was it, like, this week's I zombie episode. Yeah. Which well, like except for that's lovely because all of those characters well, no, are like legible. Except for except um, for how <laughs> I actually intensely yeah. ship the OT3 there. But it's like the same kind of thing where it's like Liv outsources her like worry about sex like the yeah. the like her worry about, like, sex with Major to, like, Ravi, who's, like... Not part like, of this relationship. Not part of this relationship. Being pulled into Except it. for how he yeah. is definitely part of that relationship. Like... But yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry. Um, yeah, there's just, like, a weird... No, it's, it's just weird. a super weird dynamic. And, like, I don't really know what Clark's motivation there is, other than, I guess, saving people. Well, so, like, Lex accuses him at some point of, like, being so into this because he didn't save Chloe, so now he, like, needs to make up for it by saving someone. Right. Um, which is, like, I think sure. probably re- decent Clark psychology. Sure. Um, Fair enough. But yeah, I don't know. It does, like, it just in general, he's been, like, very friendly with Whitney in this way that, like, doesn't really seem Right, like which we were talking the other episode about how Clark and Whitney are, like, you're not friends. But they kind of are now, but, like, but- they, they don't 
seem like they should be. No, really. I don't get it. But I don't like, get whatever. it at all. It's Fine. weird. It's weird and doesn't really make sense, but okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so Chloe, meanwhile, has, like... So, okay, Chloe ha- has accessed the internet from her hospital room by, like, hijacking a, yep. a telephone he line. He hijacked a... One of the hospital phone lines for her, which we had a discussion. I'm pretty sure this would only tie up the... Yeah. No, that makes sense. Her it's, room. It's honestly, like, this is one of the things where I'm like, that absolutely is the right level of technology for 2001, but it still feels, like, so dated to me that I'm Yeah. Like, well, here's one of the things, is I frequently talk about how this show honestly probably should feel more dated than it actually yeah. does. And, um... Because, like, yeah, I think you sort of forget how long ago it really was. Right, like, this show literally is 15 years old. And it honestly, to me, just looking at it, like, with a lot of the, like, you know, some of the terrible special effects aside, like, it, even with some of, even with some of the terrible special effects, it really feels, it really feels like it's more from the, like, mid to late 2000s. Like, if I had no knowledge and I had to guess when this show was from, I'd probably be like, I don't know, 2006, maybe 2007. But then occasionally there's, like, technological things like this, where a huge plot point in this episode is data on a floppy disk, and Lana is connecting directly to the internet through a phone line that, like, where you're like, oh, it literally is, like, 2000. Yeah. No, it's it's weird. I sort of... You forget. I don't know. I mean, it's also, like, I think it's so easy to forget, like, how hard the internet was to access. Even, like, not that long ago. I know. Because you're like, now it's just like, the internet is everywhere, you don't have to be without the internet. Right. ever. And then you have to, and then a scene comes up with this, and you're like, how are you on the internet? And you're like, oh, right, that was, like, a problem. Yeah. Like, I don't know, and it's so, like, even having lived a significant amount of my life, where the internet was hard to access, including when I used the internet, I, like, forget that. Right. Well, it's been long enough that, like, it's, like... And you just get so used to it. Right. Like, having it right there. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Um, whatever. But so Chloe has somehow used the internet to... Dis- she says she thinks oh, like, the guys have... Um, <gasps> the tattoos are speeding up their metabolism. <laughs> and their molecules are literally moving at hyperspeed. So this Which, is- like, one, your molecules moving fast is not the same thing as your metabolism. No, oh, but... This is, like, is this part two or part three of the Smallville writers so clearly do not understand what metabolism is or how it works? What was the last ridiculous metabolism thing? Was it, it was the first episode? Oh, no, Electrolytes was the first episode. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, like, oh. I mean, Smallville writers, like, the thing about Technobabble is that, like, you just, you just want to get in and out without, like, without. Right. Like you just, th- like, want to make people ignore it, really. Exactly. And um, the thing about Technobabble is that, like, a success successful Technobabble, like, sounds reasonable to you just your have to, like, average right. You just have to person. make it sound reasonable enough that people ignore it. Right. And, like, the thing is, like, there is Technobabble. Like, all Technobabble is going to break down. I mean, if you yeah, ever want to have... actually know so, anything. So, <laughs> let me tell you, a fun time was watching Iron Man, Iron Man 2 with our friend Meryl, who is a physics PhD. Or, sorry, she's not a PhD yet. She's ABD. But, like... Yeah. Like, it's, that... I mean, so, that was, that was a real fun time, watching her, like, the... the Which... 
when she's back here for Christmas break, we've got to have yeah. her on this show. We'll have her on the show, and you guys will, she'll yell about I'm the science, sure. and you'll, you'll Although, hear it. like, to be honest, this is the kind of show where there probably isn't even enough stuff that even sort of resembles Probably not. Yell about some Probably of not. It depends but, on but the But my episode, point is, like, watching yeah. something like that with her, like, watching Iron Man 2, I'm like, okay, a lot of this is just, like, bullshitty, but you, like, it sounds reasonable enough to a layperson that you the, hand yeah, wave right. it. But... This is like totally failed techno babble because it breaks down to even the most like like minorly observant yeah. layperson. You don't really like, right? Yeah, you have to kind of just like know what some words mean, right. even a little bit, right? Like um, I couldn't even give you any details of how metabolism works, but like it is not, not that thing. That thing. <laughs> yeah, it's not that thing. I do think. The, the phasing, and I'm, I'm also unclear on, like, the phasing and molecules moving fast thing, because what I've seen, like, obviously this is not a thing that is real or whatever. Right. But, like, in terms of, like, what te- technobabble you use to explain phasing, like, sometimes it's definitely, like, about the spaces between, like, how there's right. a lot of space in molecules sure. and atoms and stuff. Sure. I'm not sure the hyperspace, like, like, moving really fast thing makes as much sense. No. Um, but then again, like, some speedsters can phase through stuff sometimes. Yes. So, maybe that there's a sort of justification you can make. Yeah, I don't know, but whatever it was, it didn't have to do with, doesn't have to do with metabolism. Um, but yeah, anyway, and it's also, like, what did she, like, how, what, what on the internet led her to- right, that's the other thing that you said, is, like, what the fuck did she Google to figure this out other than script for this episode? I mean, like, I guess she could have been, like- how could people potentially go, like, phase through stuff, and that was, like, the first explanation offered. But, like, that doesn't, like... What is that, a shitty ask.com answer? Because that's know. about the level of, right. like... I have no idea. And it's, like, how... Yahoo like, answers! And it's, like, like, I like that we're always supposed to just, like, take her word for this, even though, like, she has no just... She has no, like, basis for right. like, most of this. Right. But we're just like, okay, that's the explanation. She said so. Yep. Um, yep, yep. But yeah, uh, speaking of words, um, and what they mean, uh, there's also this scene, which, like, actually, like, most of this whole, like, exchange is really cute. But there's a scene where Clark is talking about how he should have saved her. Yeah. And Clark is, and Chloe says, oh, like, yeah. I'm really, pre- yeah, I'm really perturbed with you. Yeah. Which, like, one, like, I We had think, an extended grammar conversation here. I don't think grammatically that you say you're perturbed with something. No, you can be perturbed by something. And two, like, I feel like the thing that she means in that scene is, like, angry. Yeah, she upset. Right. Which is, like, not really what no. perturbed means. No. Like, not in the way that they sort of were meaning No. It. So, uh, good job. How many people actually edited the script for this episode? I'm but judging like also, all of you. Also, like, then she goes on to be like, I'm also, I'm also blaming you for failing to stop, like, the Great Fire of um, London. Or no, the, the, the Chicago Fire the Chicago, of 1818. Right, the Chicago Fire and the fall of the Roman Empire. Yeah. And therefore being responsible for yeah, all therefore, the Dark Ages. Yeah, you were directly responsible <laughs> for the Dark Ages. Which is, and like, she, like, actually, like, super cute. No, and she was so, and it was really like, cute yeah, how she really, said it. Like, and she, like, grinned at him, and Clark was just like, oh, like, did yeah. that, like, aw shucks kind of thing. Right. And it was just, like, really, it was a really was cute, cute interaction. It was, like, yeah. a really good character moment. I just, was a I lot love Chloe so much. good, like, Chloe and Clark interaction in this episode. And yes. And also, like, some really good little, like, bits of Clark and Lux stuff. Yes, um, definitely. Um, but yeah, so anyway, that was, like, the scene where we got the, like, explanation. But so... Also, Pete existed during that scene. Yes. 
he didn't really contribute anything of value. But nope, other did. than the fact that he was... He was the Chloe one who went said, to Chloe and, like, told her that they were investigating. Well, no, he was... Well, he was the one who, yes. like, got Chloe on the internet in the hospital room. Um, but yeah. That's about it. Um, but so anyway, there's a scene in the mm-hmm. meat locker, and then, like, Clark shows up, and the guys run away and stuff. Um. Yeah. And then, like, the... Whitney goes to Lana and tells her everything about it, and then she, like, again, like, calls Clark in to deal with it. Right. Um, and, like, Whitney and Clark go together to, like, go to the guy's hideout and find the disc. Right. Which, uh, Clark does with his x-ray vision. Right. Um, and Well, then- also, like, Clark has gotta go alone, and Whitney's right. like, no, let me come with you, like, I feel responsible, and Clark can't exactly be like, well, you'll just slow me down, but... I mean, honestly, he doesn't slow him down that much. No, um, but it means... But yeah, it means they have to take, like, normal speed parts in transportation, which is right. probably the biggest effect. Right, well, um, and, like, it just, like, he can be less direct with yes. um stuff. But yeah, then the guys show up there, and, like, a couple of them take Whitney out somewhere, I think, at that Yeah, point. to this, like, abandoned garage-type place? Um, it's more like a, a... Like a warehouse? It's not, it's not indoors. It's, um... Oh, is it, like, a junkyard? It's, like, a junkyard. Okay. Um, but, like, also, like, the, the... Clark, like, crushes the, um... Floppy. Right. Um... And, like, one guy is left there with Clark, and, like, the Lex shows up and, like, tasers him. Um, yep. And so, yeah, they're going to, like, kill Whitney, I guess, by, like, dropping a car on him, and then presumably, like, they're holding him, like, the Lauren is holding him there, and presumably he intends to, like, phase through the car. Um, right. But they they do end up dropping the car on him, and by that time, Clark has showed up and pushes Whitney out of the way, but, like, I guess Lauren is out of phasing. Yeah, so he gets crushed. Well, no, I mean Clark. Clark is like looking at the tattoos on his arm, and like the green, the green glowing fades. So and so Clark knows that he won't be able to like do the phasing thing anymore. Yeah, um, and then Lex has called the police. Meanwhile, so the other two are like arrested. Yep. Uh, so yeah, so Lorne dies, and Beardy and Ratface get arrested. Yeah, and then Lex like says to them in the police car like. That he will, if he they keep his secret, he'll keep theirs, and also, like, threatens them if they yep. tell anyone. So, and yeah. And then, yeah, like, the other thing is, like, there's another scene with, like, at the end with Lana, where she's, like, put together this, like, business plan about the talent. Which and turning she it into presents a, to Lex. They actually say here, turning it into a cafe bookshop, but they definitely don't turn it into a bookshop. Right, um, no. They turn it into a cafe and, like screen movies and stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, she presents it to Lex, and then he's, like, basically immediately, like, yeah, sure. Right. Right. <laughs> um, Says this is going to be an interesting partnership. Yeah, and then we finish the episode on, like, we we end with this, like, zoomed-in shot of Lana, which starts with her looking pleased, and then progresses over several seconds into her having some other expression that I cannot identify. No, but, like, who knows what... 18-year-old Kristen Kruk was trying to convey. Right, or, like, whether the directors actually told her what she was supposed to Uh, convey. Given what I know about the Smallville directors, I'm pretty sure nothing. Right, or why the editor chose to end on that. So many questions, so few answers. I just really don't know what that was supposed to convey at all, and it was, like, the closing shot of the episode. No, it was all terrible decisions. Um, Just terrible decisions all around. 
But yeah, so like, I don't know, as much as like the main plot of that episode was like kind of kind of weird and nonsense, like I feel like it was pretty enjoyable. No, I do feel like that episode actually like hung together pretty well and like yeah. And and also the other thing is like it was pretty clearly like all the stuff with Whitney and the gang and everything is like a pretty obvious drug metaphor, but it didn't actually fall into yeah, the, like, it was, too preachy, very special episode trap. Yeah, it trap. wasn't super preachy, and, like, the metaphor was, like, functional. Right. Like, it didn't, like, break down in right. a way that I think Smallville often does. can sometimes. Yeah, right. Um, like, it functioned as a metaphor in the way they intended it to function. Exactly. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, like, it wasn't, you know, like, the statement they're making is basically, like, Drugs are bad, but right. like you know, right? Sure, yep, sure. that's fine. I mean, yep, that's pretty much it. Yep. Like I don't, you know, I mean, I don't necessarily think that drugs are bad, but like I do think not you probably it. should not like go to a party and get drunk and let some random dudes convince you to take an unknown drug. Right. Which is effectively, the thing that happened in this right. episode. Right. Exactly. So, like, exactly. Don't do that. Good right. message. Yep. Yep. So yeah, I mean. I don't know, like, I do think that there was some, yeah, I mean, this was clearly ludicrous on the, on the explanation side, and, like, Chloe hadn't just read the script, she, like, googled the script. Yeah. But. But, you know, that's just, like, standard at this point. Yeah. That's just kind of how it works. At this point, 13 episodes into the first season. It is, though. I know, I know, Um, I know, but, like. Yeah. But you're right. The characters that tend to be like well-written characters got good character moments, yep. which is like pretty much uh, the Lex important and part. Chloe. Um, yeah, Jonathan was literally not in it at all. No, there was one. Scene oh wait, no, Jonathan sorry. And Jonathan and Martha showed up in like one scene. They showed up in one scene t- to have their turn at telling Clark that it's stupid for him to blame himself for right. Chloe having been hurt. Right. Um, right. Which you know, yeah, that's yep. a- absolutely accurate. Yep. Yep. But yeah, and there was some, like, stuff of the kind of thing that I like, of, like... Oh, yeah. Where, like, Lex is, like... Well, the scene where, like, Lex tells Clark that it's it's stupid for him to be... He says, um... Okay, what does Lex say? He says... Oh, yeah, he had that very specific um, line. If you... If you try and save everyone in the world, you'll only end up with, like, a martyr complex and a lot of enemies. Yeah, and... And Clark says, like, I saved you, you... and that turned out all right, didn't it? Yeah. And Lex kind of just, like, makes a face. Yeah, it's uh... Scene, and I like it. Yeah, no, and it's very, like... It was exactly like, the type of, like... and, like, ironic in a way Right, it I was, like, like, ironic, emotional <laughs> foreshadowing yeah. in a way that, like, actually genuinely worked. Yeah, right. And it was good. It was good. But yeah, so, I don't know, the main thing, like, also I'm just still so, like, like, I feel like we're, we're trying to turn up the, like, Lex is morally dubious, but, like, that whole thing is so confusing. Well, do we want to talk about Lex evilness rating? I mean, let's get into that a little bit. But also it's, like, it feels like it should be meaningful that, like, the thing Clark chooses chooses to do is, is crush the The floppy floppy Because, like, he's effectively covering up for Lex then, I guess? But that, that is But does he even realize that? Does, does, do they tell Clark what is on the floppy disk at any point? Yeah, well, Lex, Lex, Lex tells Clark that there's something on it. Lex says it isn't illegal, but it's confidential. Okay. Um, which, like, I think well, in the scene that where that happens, Clark looks, I mean, I think Clark is somewhat dubious of him. Right, like, but I think in, that in, in crush, he chooses to trust well, him. Well, that's what I mean, as, like, metaphorically, like, the him crushing, 
crushing the floppy disk is him choosing to trust Lex. Right. Rather than because I don't think, because the other option for what that means is that he... He doesn't necessarily trust Lex, but he's covering up for him anyway. Like, those are your two options. He's choosing to trust him enough or whatever for this. Which it feels like that should be sort of meaningful. The episode doesn't really... It doesn't linger on it. ...emphasize it or kind of talk about what that means at all. Yeah. And it's so so confusing because I just... It's just so unclear to me, like... Like, I know that they say this stuff about what it is, but I'm like, but why would any of that be the case? So, like, what? Yeah, I don't know. And, like, I don't think as we go forward, like, maybe... I don't know. I I wouldn't be surprised, I guess. I don't remember Mm -hmm. if, like, him stealing from Luther Corp comes up again. Him buying a particle accelerator, I'm pretty sure doesn't. Yeah. So... We can put that in our drop plot threads spreadsheet. So I'm just very confused. But yeah, I don't know. So I don't really know what to do with the evilness ratings here. Okay. Well, so here's... We can look at concrete things. Right. He he definitely, like... He, he explicitly threatens them yes. at the end of the episode. That puts him at minimum two. Do we want to bump that up to a three? I think a three might be a fair thing. For I think episode. cumulatively over the... Because the thing is, Lex is a... He, a victim in this episode, but in a really shady way. Like, right. he continually, Lex, like, like does not call the police when he should be calling the police, and you're kind of like, why? And it turns out he's doing these things which he says aren't illegal, and you're like, mm, but are you sure, though? Well, right, and, and what, what did we have, Invasion of Privacy? Three. Three. See, see I think I think maybe once, I, I would, it would be reasonable for me to say, like, he definitely is, like, uh, going into the system at Luther Corp in a way that he's not supposed to. Right. That seems, like, fair and makes sense to me. Yeah. That he would be doing that for some reason. Right. The reasons that they give are very confusing and weird to me. Right. But, like, yeah. I think a three is pretty good. Yep. Yeah. He does a lot of threatening, but, like, doesn't actually, like, follow through on any threats necessarily or even necessarily seem like he's actually going to. Right. Um... But, but, like, but he but does, he yes. does, like, fairly seriously threaten them. Yes, absolutely. Which um, I think might be a thing, uh, I can't remember which number that is at. Hang on. Well, we have death threats, but he doesn't concretely threaten death, so. No, he doesn't. He, like, that might or might not be the implication, but, like, he would. Other be. threats of physical harm beyond blackmail is five. Blackmail, stealing. Yeah, I don't know. Someone, Do we like, want to say four? Actually, I feel like he cumulatively a lot of, he this a lot of like stuff that's like this might be a four, but it's unclear. But like with with several, he's of them, definitely at a three cumulatively. This I'm, I'm gonna say it's we four. might bump it up to a four. four. Okay, yeah, four. Just because the thing is like, there's a lot like, of like unclear stuff here, and but. and the thing is like he ultimately like the way that he reacts through the course of yeah. this episode. He is a victim of a crime, and yeah, his no, entire response to that is, like, feels really yeah. off for being the victim here. Right. Um, in a way that feels really shady. Yeah. Um, so we'll say Lex Evilness rating four. Four. All right, so Rex this week. Um, so we both have Rex that, um, that are... SGA crossovers due to Lorne. Yeah, and I thought, you know, I mean, the thing is, like, I don't know if they're, like, there's not 
necessarily a ton of SGA's Marvel crossovers, but there's, like, a reasonable amount. Yeah, um, well, I mean, they were I, both really popular fandoms around the same time. Well, I feel like, actually, a lot of people moved maybe from Smallville into to SGA. SGA. Well, um, I mean, I think most people moved from Smallville into either. That was when the Supernatural SGA split right. happened. So, yeah. So, so a reasonable number of people would have moved from Smallville into SGA. Right, um, right. And, you know, that kind of thing, people will... Yep, yep, so So we both have uh, SGA crossovers. So Alex's has a lot more specifically to do with this week's episode, because it's about Whitney. Yeah, so the the SGA crossover aspect of this is actually pretty small. Like, I think I would recommend, like, even if you don't care about SGA, like, you can read this This thing, and, like, the SGA will just be an aside thing that you don't need to care about. No, it's more, it's more, uh, thick about Whitney. The more important aspect of this is the DCU fusion. Right. So, Um, yeah. That has a, that has sort of, like, a glancing SGA mention. Right. So, um, so this fic is, uh, Spoiler by Ideal Girl. Um, and basically the premise of this is that, like, so... We've talked about a little bit before how... Yeah, Whitney goes off into the army and then, like, dies at some point. Um, this, yeah. this fic, like, uh, is based on the premise that, like, he did not actually die, but, like, died. Yeah, his, um, he got... He was injured bad enough that they, like... He got better, death, basically. And then, yeah. And yeah. then, like, was sort of operating for the military. Right, um, on a sort of, like... Well, not even, like, a secret agent way. Not just some other... I don't know. But, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's about, it's about Whitney in the military and, like, what he does after that and, like, how he reacts to some of the, like, future stuff with the, with Superman and some, there's some, like, DCU aspects. Yeah. Um, and I really, I like, one of the things I like about this is, like, I feel like the writing style is really interesting. I was, I was gonna mention um, that, actually, cause, like, this, it feels sort of, like, dreamy, almost. Yeah. In a it, way that's it, really appropriate. It, moves, it, it's kind of, yeah, I don't know. It's just, like, it's, it's, a really interesting fic. I mean, like, people don't write about Whitney much, which is understandable, but, like, I like the idea of trying to, you know, do something with that. Right. Um, uh, so, yeah, it's, like, it's, like, it just, it's pretty short, um, and it's just kind of, like, an interesting, like, idea about, like, what Whitney could have done, and it's, right. like, in, yeah. How right. Whitney sort of could have incorporated past, like, after he gets put on a bus on the show, yeah. like, how he could have then get sort of, like, reincorporated in future in, in, like, future fic kind of way into, like, the larger DC universe. And I really like it because it's got, like, Bat Family yeah. stuff and, uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's it's an interesting fic and it's cool. And, yeah, you don't, you know, I yeah. would recommend this to pretty much anyone. No, I mean, like, if you know the character so. Whitney, you don't yeah. really need any other knowledge. Um, there's sort of contextual knowledge for the other stuff. Um, so the fic that I'm wrecking is... Uh, it's actually more... So, I mean, it is definitely a Smallville crossover, but the main aspect of this fic is that it is mainly an SGA fic. Um, it is, it is in fact, a sequel to an entirely SGA fic, mm-hmm. um, which you don't particularly have to read the first one. I mean, you can. It's a good, fun fic, but, um, but you don't have to read uh, that one to understand this one. And um, so it's called... Silk and Pearls, or How Jane Shepard Got Her Groove Back by Rage Proof Rock. And, um, so it's an, if you're familiar with SGA, it's a, um, universe in which basically it's like a always a, John Shepard always a girl AU. Um, and the sort of like short version of, there's a lot of stuff that happens in this fic, but the short version is basically 
It's an always a girl for John Shepard AU, and she and Rodney got married, and, uh, when they were, like, in, met and got married when they were in college, but then, like, had a really tumultuous relationship and ended up getting divorced, but they have a kid, and, um, Rodney, instead of being involved in, like, both of them, instead of both of them being involved in, like, the Atlantis, like, Stargate program, Rodney is, like, a tech billionaire, and so Lex Luthor is one of his, like, business rivals, basically, um, and so Jane and Rodney are, like, divorced, and, um, Jane is just, like, Jane Shepard is just this high school math teacher who ends up running into Lex Luthor on a trip to Metropolis, and they end up getting involved, and, um, and it's really fun, and it's, it's, I know it sounds, like, silly and, like, but it's actually, like, there are parts that get pretty serious, Mm. um, and it's just a really interesting fic. I love it partly because I am an SGA fan, and I adore any and all genderfuck stuff, um, huge, huge fandom of, like, gender swap stuff, and, uh, so I love gender swap John Shepard, but, um, but there's also a lot of really interesting stuff that this fic does with, um, sort of parallels between, because in this, like, Clark is Lex's sort of, like, bitter ex, and, uh, Rodney is Jane's bitter ex, and there's some interesting parallels that are drawn between those two things. And, uh, I don't know, it's a really interesting, fun thing. I will say it does, um, like I said, you don't have to read the, uh, story that comes before it, because this is technically a sequel, um, but you may have a little bit of trouble following this one if you don't have at least basic, like, SGA canon knowledge in terms of, like, who the characters are. are. And, like, basic stuff about them, um, and, uh, basic stuff about, like, the Stargate program, um, a bunch of stuff about, like, ATA gene stuff, and you might be confused if you don't have context for that. But, um, but at the end of the day, it's really, it's a really cute story, and I actually really love, it's such a good, um, surprisingly, like, plausible friendship between Lex Luthor and Always a Girl John Shepard. It's really interesting. I have not read this, but I probably will. Yeah. So. Yeah. So anyway, um, so that's, uh, that's my rec. Yep. All right. I think that should do it for this episode. Yep. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. And, uh, as always, you can find us on Twitter and Tumblr at Talon Podcast. We'd love to hear your thoughts questions, recs, any comments. And uh, if you like our podcast, don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. We'd love to hear from you there. And uh, we will see you next week. Only 203 more episodes to go.